This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's 5 o'clock. It's 5 o'clock on the most listened to sports talk show for your ride home. What? what? It is time for the Falcons Report. Guns it. Caught. Touchdown Atlanta in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. You shall o'clock Falcons report. Oh my heaven. The five o'clock Falcons report is brought to you by Jack Daniels. Make it count. Jack Daniels. Please drink responsibly. It's sponsored by MD Anderson Cancer Center on Dukes and Bell. We are Dukes and Bell. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey man. Uh, can you please never give me the body fat mass index? Because now um, you and I are technically both morbidly obese. I know. That's why I gave those numbers out. The crazy thing is you can literally, and Mike had a, a, a chart that he was talking about, the fattest countries, the fattest of the fattest um, and around the world, and we were talking about this, you can go from literally like six pounds to where you're supposed to be. Six to seven pounds more, you're considered obese. And that's, that's right. not right. It's not fair. Now, if you're telling me I'm 25 to 45 pounds overweight, Mike, that's a different deal. Okay, fine. I get it. But right. that's the skewedness of right. this, this whole body mass index thing, and that's why we're not the fattest country. We're, what, right. 21st? 21st overall. Yeah, but we're still fatty. We still have more fat people, but because we're a larger, we're a larger country. Yes. Over 300 some odd million people. But anyway, I guess if I, if I buy cowboy boots and it gets me up to 5'9", does that help? <laughs> the height might help. Might, might figure things out. Hey, man, uh, we're going to talk more about our Hawks. We mm-hmm. are perplexed at what happened last night, only because it's another game you should have won. The Bulls in the standings are below us. Mm. They're below us. You're on the road. You started out fairly well. Um, we're going to get into this, and Chris Justice hit us up, Mike, at, at Mike Bell ATL. I mean, put him up, see Dukes. And he says, fellas, did you guys see Becky Hammond? Now, I respect Becky Hammond. She was a longtime assistant with Pop. Mm-hmm. She's been coaching in the WNBA. A lot of people thought she would be and may still be the first head right. coach of an NBA team. But she said, according to Chris uh, Justice on a segment on NBA Today, that you just can't win a championship with a short point guard. And she says the numbers say you can't. She said outside of Curry winning one, and he's really not a point guard, Chris is asking us our thoughts. And I said, wait a minute. Time out. What's considered short? Because Tony Parker played for the Spurs, and they won. Now, I know he had Tim Duncan. I know he had Ginobili. And I don't know if we had Isaiah Thomas was 6'1". Well, listen, all these guys that are smaller in stature are special. 
I'm not going to tell you. Trey you Young is six one. In case you're not catching my reference yes, out there, I'm not going to tell you you can't win with a smaller point guard. But yeah, he, she's right about Curry. Curry's really a shooting guard who can handle the ball like a point guard. Fine. Which may be why we pivoted to bring Dejounte in to have this sort of two headed monster slash one guy. Well, again, last night none of that worked, but what was supposed to work. Both guys' stat sheets look great. Nobody was putting it into overdrive when the game was slipping away against yeah. the Bulls. Uh, we're going to talk about it. We'll let you hear from Nate as well. Turnovers were an issue last night. Uh, we took some phone calls earlier. Lots of guys just saying, plain and simple, this is about Nate and Trey. Both of them are responsible as to why this thing doesn't look like it should. We're 24 and 24, 548 mm. games in. All right, let's talk Falcons, Mike, because a couple of things going on. With our Falcons, um, one of them is Tyler Algier, who rushed for a franchise rookie record. 1,035 yards was named to the Pro Football Writers of America's all-rookie team. And that is great news for Tyler Algier, who was a fifth-round pick. Uh, here's the thing about Algier, and I've said this, Mike. Did, is he going to tote the rock a lot for us moving forward? Absolutely yeah. he is. But do you still want a guy that is considered to be a little bit faster, maybe a little bit more explosive. Algier gets tough yards. We knew he could do that. He catches the ball out of the backfield, but is he running away from guys when he gets into the secondary? Did he do enough of that? Mm. I know he can produce. We've seen enough of it now, but to, to get this honor, it, it really you know puts an, an exclamation point on the Falcons getting the right guy at running back. And even though the season expanded to 17 weeks, he did it in 16. He didn't play in week one, so if you could throw, throw Cordero Patterson Carl in the short term, Right, as a nice accent to him. But I would love, to your point, to get some lightning with that thunder. I think you can never have too much of that. I don't either. You saw what – look at look what P. Ryan and Joe Mixon did and are doing for the Bengals. That's a great combination. And as we said, Cordero will be around for another year. Congratulations, he got engaged a couple of days back. But you still want to get – you can find a running back. And that's one of those things – History has proven, certainly in this organization, one thing Dimitrov was always able to get right with skilled positions in middle rounds. You can find a running back. The all-rookie team consisted of Brock Purdy. He's 8-0. Tyler Algier, Kenneth Walker, Seattle, uh, running back. Uh, Chris Olave, Mike, with the Saints. Right. Garrett Wilson with the Jets. Uh, then you get into the, the offensive line. A uh, lineman, Tyler Linderbaum. We talked a lot about him in that draft. Iowa center. He is an, an all-rookie guy uh, on the all-rookie team with the Ravens. Um, defensively, and, and again, this is where we've got to we got to get some guys on the defensive side, Mike, that contribute like the guys on the offensive hmm. side had. We didn't have that this year, but Kyle Hamilton of the Ravens is on there. And by the way, Alave, I, I tell you what, I will say this. I think Drake London beats Alave if we don't have Mariota. If you had gone sooner to Drake London. He would have had more or, balls. Sorry, to Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter yeah. got Drake London involved. No, I totally agree. He got, Yes, he did. He would have had more balls um, thrown to him, by the way. Malcolm Rodriguez, I only bring this up. Do you remember him? Yeah. Malcolm Rodriguez was the guy on Hard Knocks, right? He goes shopping for the Western gear. Mm -hmm. Turns out to be a player. And he's on the all-rookie team, defense, defensive uh, team for this year. So uh, congratulations to Tyler Algier, man. It, it's a, a, a record that, you know, we talk about a record that was standing for 43 years. Mike, mm. you got to go back to 1979. William Andrews rushed for 1,023 yards. And Tyler Algier this year breaks that record. So I only bring that up to say well, that's a position we don't have to worry about. There are some positions I know you guys want to fill every right. void. We don't have to do that. There are some positions on this team where you feel really good. Chris Lindstrom. I feel really good yeah. about Chris Lindstrom. He's everything you thought. I mean, that's of all the things we've drafted, that was one that, you know, you just kind of have a feeling for the schools that produce those caliber offensive linemen, interior linemen, ex tackles. BC's that school. And he's come out of the box ready to go. And now he's finally getting recognized for it. All right. Uh, you were talking about a decision that the Falcons are going to have to make 
at linebacker. And apparently you said our buddy D. Orlando Ledbetter was writing about this. That's right, Carl. What's up, uh, D? Hey, man. Talk about Rashawn Evans. Uh, like Lorenzo Carter, these were one of those deals. It was $1.75 million, So it's a one-year prove-it deal for Rashawn Evans, who was not uh, retained in Tennessee. Uh, whether we're 3-4 or 4-3, does it matter to you? And, and how does he fit? It does. I think he I think fits. think he's more of a 3-4 guy. Yeah, I think he fits a 4-3. Excuse me, a 3-4. And I think what you saw with him this year, listen, I just, here's my deal. If a guy can play, you don't let him walk. If you have doubts about a right. guy, if you have doubts, you let him walk. To me, it's this, it, this is not a very hard thing. Rashawn Evans can play. Now, is he the premier linebacker in the NFL? No, but he's a damn good linebacker on your team and made a lot of plays for you. Get better around him. The team will play better, and I'm talking about defensively. Mike, I still think that's what it comes down to. If I ask you right now, put on the tape, you see Rashawn Evans making plays this season – Despite what you thought on the defense, he can play. You, I think you got to retain his services. I know that uh, Chuck Smith mentioned earlier a guy like Hassan Reddick. He did have 12 and a half sacks a couple years ago in Arizona, 11. This year he popped 16 sacks at Eagles. But that guy's got he's got skills. We don't really have the edge rush guy or the pass rush guy here unless you feel Ebicady is going to pop. And D-Led talks about Ebicady wanting to expand his role from what he considers designated pass rusher, which is kind of also Third how, down. Yeah, and it's yeah. kind of you know what D'Angelo Malone was at times this year, how they were used. So – how high up do you want to go for edge rusher, knowing that there's better defensive tackles than edge rushers in free agency? Do you go for the best edge rusher with that eighth overall spot? I would. I think you got to. I would. And now, again, it's all bearing on how many quarterbacks get chosen, and that gets us back to what if one of those perceived stud quarterbacks by somehow some measure falls to us at eight? Well, if you're a believer that you take the best player and you feel like, I don't know, let's just say Will Levis is there. Bryce Young's off the board, Right. And he's there at eight because the teams in front of us have gone left tackle, right. corner, edge rusher, and all of a sudden Levis is, is sitting there. If you feel like the best player on the board is a quarterback, which they all preach. Right. Now, I'm not a believer in that. I don't think that's right. the case. Will Levis should be gone by four, but all the quarterbacks should be gone by five, technically. 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 We've seen how this works in the past. Teams reach and things are good. Mm-hmm. Things All of a sudden, the guy's on the board, and you go, well, I didn't expect that. I think, Mike, if you believe in that philosophy, then you go ahead and you take him and you say he's the best guy on the board, period. I don't care if he's a quarterback, if he's a center. Right. But I also don't think the teams, and, and Terry Fontenot kind of talked about this, I think it's redundant when, if you're drafting for depth, it depends on what your team is, too. And, and let's use the Eagles as an example. The Eagles this year, if they win the Super Bowl or they don't, they're drafting mm-hmm. for depth because they're loaded already. Right. So you can draft a little bit differently and go, well, why are you taking another you know, uh, linebacker? Well, we need some depth there just in case somebody gets hurt. You can look at the Mike, when you don't have the kind of talent that we don't have right now across the board, you got to go get the best players. So Terry Fontenot talked about, you know, if you got a guy, I don't know, at left guard, which we don't, do you draft a left guard just because the left guard is the best guy on the board? And I don't believe that. That's when I – when we talk mm-hmm. about this, all these GMs say, but we'll take the best player on the board. No, you're not. If you've got – if you've got Joe Burrow, the Cincinnati Bengals are not taking another quarterback in the no. first round. And this goes back to you, you can scratch your head, you can feel There's good. There's growth under the soil. I, I, I put a picture of a, a flower up, right? And- Again, that was – see, these are the Sirianni things that got me and Carl thinking this guy was a boob just three years ago, two years ago. But he's, he's obviously done a nice job with that team. Lorenzo Carter is a name I was talking about earlier. 
We've got a bunch of guys that are, and Carter D. Lib talks about him. Real quick, let me bring Squid in because Squid's up there on the Falcons Radio Network in the booth. Bo, you want Lorenzo Carter back? He was on a $3 million deal. Yeah, can we get him for like two years, maybe um, maybe like $12 million for two years mm-hmm. and guarantee half of that? A sure. very affordable yeah. deal. And because- if the market is not robust for him, then you could get that. Yeah, because look, I think Lorenzo Carter did some great things this year. Uh, was he an uh, impact in the pass rush game that we wanted? No, but at times he was there. And, I, again, I, guys, you talked about it. I think if you improve that defensive tackle position, it helps these guys on the edge get home better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I do like Lorenzo Carter. I just think it needs to be the right price. And I think that's a fair deal. By the way, it's really funny if you watch this on Twitch. You know, who, who's a neighbor on Tool Time? Remember there was a neighbor when Tim Allen – Mr. Wilson, all you see is the top oh, of his head. head. That's how Squid looks. You got the Kia banner, and all you see is like you see the top of Squid's head, and you see the eyes. So we'll, we'll work on the lighting. But anyway, yeah, you watch us on Twitch. Carter's a guy I know if Ebba Katie takes a big jump. but And I know guys are hitting us up on the text line because they're looking at the same mock drafts that you and I are looking at. And again, I don't know anything other than what I've, you know, I see the same thing you guys see. Tyree Wilson is a guy. Texas Tech. But here's what they say. Not really sure he's the, he's not the most dynamic pass rusher. Well, then why the hell am I taking him top ten? Yeah, I take Miles Murphy from Clemson before I take him. Yeah. I just and this is all we got to work on, guys. It's just these mock drafts that are already popping. Yeah, I, I'm not even looking because there's too much information still yet to be learned. Exactly, combine. You got to let the combine set the. So point. you know, I say it every year. You know, I know we all want to jump the gun and say, hey, this is the guy we want or <laughs> this is the guy we need. It may not be, and they may not be all that you think they are. Give it a couple of months. Let me talk to some people. I'll be happy to tell you where I'm at. But, Mike, I know these are the names being thrown out there because these are the guys that got a lot of pub during the season at their particular positions, and they project to be NFL guys. And the example you and I always come back to because everyone always says, why didn't we draft Micah Parsons? Well, again, guys, when we took Kyle Pitts, Micah Parsons was not considered top five. He was considered 11 to 15, and that's where the Cowboys were, and they got one of the greatest defenders of this generation, it looks like. It does. All right, the coming up. growing out, and the only way the roots grow out every single day. Please, Coach Sirianni. they grow stronger and they grow. That is not germane to this conversation. No, it's not. Uh, we're going to hear Coach Nate. Turnovers were an issue. Also, we got to talk about why we continue to make the same mistakes we make with our Atlanta Hawks. They play again tomorrow. They lost last the strong arm story of the day is brought to you by John Foyt Associates Personal Injury Law. It is Dukes and Bell. Hope you're having a great day. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk more about these NFL playoffs. You'll hear Andy Reid talking about Patrick Mahomes and the ankle, what that looks like as of right now, and also why was Tom Brady cussing? We'll get to that. But, Mike, let's talk about our Hawks and where we're at right now. Last night, another wonderful game, Hawks at Bulls. Uh, they don't pull it out. They'll play tomorrow, guys, against the OKC Thunder. 7.30 pregame tips at 8. And we've been discussing this all day long. And it's kind of like there's so many things surrounding when we don't play well. And, mm-hmm. and by the way, we've not played well more than we've played well this year. Like, 24 and 24, you can't tell me, oh, well, we're really better than our record. No. Well, we're you're, not. You're a 500 team. You're a win-one-lose-one one team. That's what we And are. we won five in a row. And then we lost two. And and then slash and the Charlotte loss. I mean, that's to me that's very that's inexcusable. At home, up and, up, and, up in the right, game, up nineteen, very very bad, no defense last night. And this is where you and I get into. And I think a lot of trade fans, no one's really calling us out on this and getting in our face because I gave you the numbers earlier about Trey and the three point shooting, one for seventeen in his last four games. And guys, 
unless Trey is making a conscious effort to not shoot the three at all, I mean, that's not his game. Mm. And as Steve Holman pointed out, it was on the rise, and now his three-point percentage is dropped back to where it was earlier in December, which is around 31%. So earlier, when a lot of guys were calling in, and they were all like, it's, is it Nate or is it blank? And they were like, it's Nate and Trey. Nate and Trey, Nate and Trey. Um, this is another thing that rears its ugly head in these losses, and that is turnovers. This is Nate talking about it last night after the game where you had, you know, double-digit turnovers again that came back to bite you. Got to take care of the basketball. Had 18 turnovers in our last game, 19 tonight for 25 points. And uh, we got to do a better job of uh, putting a value on that basketball. Every possession, you got to have a value to it. You know, 19 turnovers is, is just... I mean, that's we're, we're, we know we're better than that. 13 turnovers in the first half, Mike, led mm. to 12 fast-break points for the Bulls. And if you didn't watch the game last night, give an example. About six and a half minutes to go, Trey with one of those classic alley-oops to John Collins, yep. right? Which is yep. We know how to do that. And, okay, we've cut it to three. It's 91-88 Bulls. And then the next possession, Trey, whoop, Levine steals it. You know, and then Careless. that's part of the turnover. So anytime you crawled back into one shot away – the turnovers took you right back out. Nate was also talking about this two-game losing streak and what's behind it. You know, every game is uh, really important. And, uh, you know, we had a good rhythm uh, going, and uh, you have to find that rhythm in the next game. Uh, you know, so, uh, you know, we dropped our, our last two. Uh, so we got to find that rhythm again. Uh, here in Oklahoma City. I mean, as the game started to slip away and they pulled back out and made it a 10-point lead, I mean, other than Trey, I don't think he called glass on that 20-footer. But, <laughs> but no. I mean, there's just, it just, there's no, there's no rhythm to it. And, and that's what you and I, it just, it's a very frustrating, exasperating style because sometimes it's harder to find what the style is. So, at the bus. Yeah, exactly. At the bus. I, I, I was a little taken back last night. Um, we asked Steve Holman about this. He came on the show earlier, the voice of our Atlanta Hawks. Were y'all familiar with this asthma symptoms thing with DeAndre Hunter? Because I wasn't. And last night, he's supposed to play, and then, you know, the doctors don't give him clearance. And listen, I'm all about health and, and safety, and if you don't need to play, that's fine. I just thought it was like, wow, okay, I wasn't aware of that. So he sits, mm-hmm. no Okongwu, so you got two of your better defenders, Mike, on the bench last night. You said it, short rotation. But I don't want to sit here and make excuses. We could do that every night right. with this team. Bogey, knee management. He's not playing. Oh, he's playing. Well, he's playing. He's not playing well. Right. I could make excuses every night. I don't want to do that. But I did think, or at least I know, I didn't know anything about this asthma symptom thing mm-hmm. with, with DeAndre Hunter. I had no idea. No, it, it literally came out of the blue. And But that's when you're, when you're the Hawks. You just laid out all those different injury scenarios which seemed to pop up. Well, there was a load management for, for one of the guys with their knees, like bogey usually. Yeah, I just – I don't know, man. I just think A.J. Griffin, we asked uh, Steve about that earlier. He's getting he's – getting, the minutes are going up, but the shots are not exactly going commiserate. I'd love to see him get, you know, seven shots last night. He missed some down the stretch. Everybody missed some shots down the stretch. But I still see in A.J. Griffin a guy – if you, you, the only way he's going to improve is getting more minutes, more rhythm. He's got to take more shots in big moments. As Steve Holman said, learning to have the confidence to put the ball on the floor and then make a move, the mid-range jump shot, which he can also hit in addition to the three. Are we going to go on a run, plain and simple? No. No, no, no. Chris, we're going to go on a run? Curdo, we're going on a run? No. Bo Morgan, we're going on a run? Yeah, we can win another five games in a row, but that's about it. I mean. Well, the good news is the Miami Heat are just four games uh, at over 500. 
So if you want to look at it from a – give me a team we can catch to keep us out of the play-in game. Yes. Okay. So if we played a clip right now, and I gave you the numbers earlier, if we wanted to be catching up to Cleveland, they're 10 games over 500. Then we got to go 24 and 10. I'm sorry? Yeah, 24 and 10. That's, that's a run. That's what the that's that's what uh, all right yeah twenty two and twelve actually twenty two and twelve. That's, that's the, a run. The Bulls finished exactly ten games over five hundred for the sixth seed last year, but I mean if you if you feel you know, look you could certainly catch the Heat, but so you could argue the Heat are going to make a move at the trade deadline, and they've been battling injuries. And they were ice cold for the first half. Now they're making a run. Yeah, that listen some of these teams that were that are behind us, and even some of the teams that are in front of us, Mike, they're going to separate. Um, the Nets have been able to do it without Kevin Durant, and when Sim is playing with his head up his butt, they're still finding ways to win. Yeah, uh, they haven't hit their stride yet because again, Chuck Vaughn's doing a hell of a job. He is. You had the Kyrie stuff, and then he came back, and now you got the Durant injury, and now he's going to come back. But either way, some of these teams are going to rise. What are we going to do? Four zero four seven four one zero nine two nine. Again, um, the, the whole discussion about you know who's to blame because after twenty four and twenty four, and you're five hundred. Mm-hmm. This is who we are. There is no, well, we're better than this. No, we're not. When I hear Nate say that, like, we're better than No, we're not. We're doing this every single right. night. Even at nights where we find a way to win, Mike, we're still turning over way more than we should. Right. So, as one of our listeners said, uh, UGA back-to-back champs, he says, fellas, who had those turnovers? The majority, especially in the fourth quarter, Nate's talking about Trey. You don't have to say his name by saying we got to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 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 we got to uh, make sure that we possess the ball and that we take these possessions seriously. It matters late in games when you're turning the ball over. So UGA, back-to-back champs, maybe you're right about that. I don't know. He doesn't have to say Trey, though, when we talk about who has the ball in his hands the majority of the time. And the trade deadline is coming up, guys. It'll be, what, now? Less three weeks, less than three weeks away. Um, one guy says what I always say, big, sizable center at the deadline, help out with, uh, you know, so Kwangu really can't do it himself, and you figure Capella may get banged up here and there, and I want to give Capella some help, especially in the playoffs if we can make it. One guy, this is interesting, Cypher, ATL. Always love a Matrix reference. Yeah, yeah. Guy says, each day it gets harder and harder to be a DeAndre Hunter truther. Okay. And you and I, and you, you've talked about this. I've been on this from day one. They Then they gave him the loot. They moved on from. I know y'all like, don't want to hear it, but well, you I'm know, telling the, you. The insurance policy would have been to get in the luxury tax and keep Red Velvet. I miss his shooting. <laughs> I know he can be streaky. Yes. But I do. But but I, I miss his shooting. And, and again, I'm not trying to run anybody out of town. I just want more out of what we've got on this roster. And it just mm-hmm. always seems like it's something one night or the next with DeAndre Hunter. Chris Turtle just pointed this out, Mike, and, and I hadn't looked at the schedule this far ahead because it's hard with right. with the struggle that we're going through where you win a few and you go, yeah, we're on the right track, and you're not. Chris just said our Hawks are going to be on the road January 30th through February 9th. What? West Coast roading. So if you want to look at the schedule and, and start looking down the road, now we are under 500 on the road. We're only an 11 and 14 team on the road, so we're not even a winning team on the road. Mm-hmm. But you're giving me the numbers to go on a run, and now we gotta we gotta manage a road trip between January 30th and February 9th. Now the good news, Phoenix isn't as good as they were last year, but yeah, Portland, Phoenix, Utah, Denver, NOLA, and then we get a lot of the West Coast teams coming back here. <laughs> Not ideal. No, this is why you have to take care of your business against Charlotte mm. and the Bulls. Because you're not going to win those, some of those games on the road in those tough environments. We played Denver on that road trip. Right. That's an L. By Who the else? way, yeah. Portland? Uh, you got Portland. Uh, Phoenix is kind of a met at Utah in Salt Lake. 
that they came here and beat us right. early in the season. I was at that game, and that was don't get me started on that one. At New Orleans, going up against Zion. Yeah, and they're playing good too. And then after the All Star break, then you got the Knicks, Cleveland, Brooklyn. You're getting the meat of your of your Eastern Conference. You got two at Miami too. And, and see, those head to heads are going to be crucial, especially in your. We're right. talking about in the Eastern Conference to rise or fall one way or the other. Point is Atlanta. This team has some work to do. And by the way, it's not all on this team that we currently are looking at. What is Landry Fields going to do now, Mike, as the general manager of this team with the trade deadline on, on February 9th? Mm. Does he sit back and go, well, we'll get it right? I mean, John Collins has been trade rumored now for three years. You, you keep going back to bogey. You better get something that's going to be a difference maker because this – and I've got to be honest with you, Carl. you got to move on from Nate. He's gone. He's not coming back next year. He's already, he's already out there. He says he's gone, Carl. So why don't you shake the shake things up? And I know I love the name you put out there, Kenny Atkinson. Because let's be honest, guys, it's not a very deep list of guys you're going to go after. That's yeah, and maybe that's the problem. All right, plenty more to get to coming up in the six o'clock hour. We're going to talk about leadership, but not with the team you think. And also, when we come back, we're going to talk about these NFL playoffs. What percentage is his ankle going to be? You'll hear from his head coach coming up as we look at some of the things that we're taking a look at heading into this weekend with the AFC-NFC Championship Games. We're flat. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is Dukes and Bell. I was out there talking with John Chuckery. He's coming up tonight. Great to have him back. It is. Uh, and we were just talking about, you know, some of the things with his story, which if he wants to share, he will. But, uh, you know, the people at this radio station, for the most part, everybody are, are very, you know, close to each other. We're, we're all care. We care and, and have concern for each other. Right. And, you know, one of your team members is going through some stuff. So good to have John back. Uh, he'll be on tonight when we get done. Let's talk, Mike, about uh, these NFL playoffs, man. Chuck Smith joined us earlier. We were talking about some of the things we saw coming off the weekend. I think a lot of people are still stunned at how bad Dak played in that game, considering mm. the two turnovers. Brock Purdy didn't turn it over. But I think the big question moving forward is, of course, what's going to be the situation with Patrick Mahomes? And Andy Reid was asked about it, 
And he had a couple of things to say. First of all, he said that they're going to take it day by day. But listen, Mahomes has already told us, I'm playing. Okay. I just don't know what he's going to be able to give. And I don't know how you're going to be able to beat Patrick Mahomes against the defense that you've had or struggles with. We're talking about the Bengals, guys. So this is uh, Andy Reid talking about Mahomes and his situation. He's uh, worked hard um, in the treatment is doing okay. He told you guys, I mean, he, he mentioned it to you that he's going to play. So, I mean, that's, uh, that's his mindset. And then we'll just take it day by day and see how he does. Yeah. That's you and me, you know, big boot, tons of prescription medication, more than Advil. No doubt. Ice up all that. They get, they'll do the, I mean, they they get the treatments, which you and I don't have, but he's still not going to be the same dude. And it's one of those guys. And he's the most, and it's funny. I saw somebody was a Kansas city fan. I had to laugh because as Bo says, damn Twitter's a cesspool, but somebody was saying that, oh, I can't believe all this love for Joe Burrow. Patrick Mahomes has become the villain. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you Kansas City guys are too close to it. Patrick Mahomes is one of the most beloved players in the NFL, right? Yes, he is. I don't know anybody who doesn't like Christ. Who doesn't like Patrick Mahomes? I mean, no one likes his brother, but everyone likes Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> you know? But this guy, he's going to play. He's tough, but you cannot deny. It's not like it's for talk radio hype, Carl. Everything that makes Patrick Mahomes the amazing, unique talent he is is predicated on his ability to move. Yeah, uh, everything he does. And that's, it's part of what makes him special is being on the move and still being able to do all those things that he does. Can I hear Andy Reid talking about the ankle injury and the, uh, the high ankle sprain? As far as injuries go, really, Patrick is the, the main one. And... As you guys know, he hurt his ankle, so it's uh, that's uh, you know it's been reported that it's a high ankle sprain, so pretty accurate. Yeah, I mean, I think you saw that him coming off the field, right mm-hmm. when he reached down, right, and he leaned over and he's grabbing his ankle, and you're like, uh oh. And I, Mike, I didn't know if it was Achilles at first, but when he got up and was able to walk, because if you've ever seen anybody oh. who had their Achilles, you're not walking. So I mean, if you are, it's it's you're barely walking. But the thing is, when he goes, when he you know whether he's under center or even when he's in the shotgun, when he's got to sort of sprint to make the handoff to somebody like Pacheco, you see him. He's, he's hopping on one leg to do that, which changes the timing, albeit for like one count or a split second. Which then sometimes that's the difference. All right, you have been big on Jerry Jones. You're saying there still needs to be change there. Jerry was talking about the turnovers. He's got to go. You said this just goes on and on and on. Take a listen for yourself as Jerry is talking about how Dak's turnovers hurt the Cowboys. Well, I think that uh, turnovers, we got a turnover back. Turnovers, we're going to make the difference. I think we may be one, two, one, two in the top three getting turnovers. And uh, uh, actually, if you looked at the score and looked at all the stats and looked at everything, the turnovers, extra turnovers, probably the difference. But uh, uh, our team is is one that uh, uh, could have handled uh, the situations on anything we had tonight that came up short. Okay, that's uh, 28 seconds, and he said turnovers and the turnovers and, well, the turnovers. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just <laughs> – look, no, no one debates what the man has accomplished, and it just – to me, and you've been there a million times, but anybody who's been in that stadium, to have that empire, the star, the facilities, you saw it on Hard Knocks, and they haven't won a Super Bowl since Clinton was in the White House. Right. It's, it's mind-blowing. You know, and, and the, the constant is Jerry. 
You need real football people. You're, with all due respect to Steven, you're not Jimmy Johnson. You're not they, – they don't have the right people. They get it in parts. They get offensive line right. They get wide receivers from time to time. They obviously nailed it with Micah Parsons and Diggs, but they just don't – and then they don't get the coaches right. That's on Jerry Jones. How can you say that Mike McCarthy is not up? How could you not say after losing that game, you know, it was a tough, cl- tough, close game, but every season there's not, not one element of this team that's not under evaluation, and we'll take a good hard look at it. That's what nervous. To- that's what I'd say. I don't even look. I'm, I'm the meathead doing talk radio. I just gave you a good PR answer for the Cowboys. That's what he should be saying, Mike, but we don't ever hear that. We never hear that. All right, I'll tell you something else we never hear. Tom Brady cussing? Tom Brady was on his podcast with Jim Gray, and Jim Gray asks, well, do you know what you want to do? This was his response. Tom, you're leaving everybody guessing. Uh, You said you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do regarding your football career? Jim, if I knew what I was going to do, I'd have already done it. Okay, I'm taking it a day at a time. Okay. All right, now, I maintain to Carl. Carl, I don't know if you were on my side of this or not. I know there's no way in hell that Jim Gray just gets on the Zoom or whatever to do his podcast and just starts thro- throwing, almost like throwing darts at Tom Brady. No, no, there's bullet points. I'm going to ask you about your immediate plans. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's scripted. And Brady just goes, hey, man, uh, effing this, I don't effing know. <laughs> no, come on. That's, I think that's, come on. That's, like, that's, that's about as natural and not real as, as wrestling. All right. Does Jim, he- if I knew what I was going to f***ing do, I'd have already done it. Does he know what he wants to do? Does he? Yes. You think he knows? Yes. You think he knows where he wants to go? He's going to keep stooping that amazing hot uh, influencer Jeez. and uh, not deal with the kids and go play more football until <laughs> his arm's a bloody stump. That's the, that's the plan. Um, well, I've already done it. Yeah, I know. And now, though, he's got to figure out where, where can I go that no one will hit me and allow me to play football at age 46, well, which maybe he should call, I don't know, uh, the Good Witch of the West, or the, which one is the Good Witch? I forget. But one of those wicked, people wicked, like Grant Wishes. Wicked, wicked Witch well, no, of the, the Wicked, West? she's mean, she'll turn you into something. Oh, bad. you're talking about the East. Yeah, which one's a good one, Chris? I'm up on the Wizard of Oz. I don't know. The Wicked Witch of the whatever, whatever the Good Witch is, that's what Tom Brady needs. What team? <laughs> Not the witch that had the house fall on her. That would be the bad one. No, witch. that's a bad witch. Uh, what team, though, Mike, realistically makes, makes sense? Because here's the deal. Hmm. 49ers, they're not doing this, guys. No. They're not doing it. Dolphins, Jets, no, Dolphins, Panthers. I, I say Dolphins just because the owner's such a wacko. Okay. I, I'm with you on that. He would do something like this. Panthers, Raiders. That's really your choices. Okay. I'm taking it a day at a time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, people say the 49ers, if Purdy continues to hold his water, now this is going to be the truest test. I, I, Cowboys and Eagles, if you get through this gauntlet as a rookie, that's unbelievable. And that's a tribute to Shanahan and the team that's built around him, especially going into Philadelphia. But even if they lose this game to Philadelphia, I've got a quarterback I believe in for for literally pennies on the ridiculous dollars that Tom Brady's going to want. Yeah, I I don't know why you would make that change. Now, Garoppolo's not going to be there. As a matter of fact, they asked Shanahan, is he going to be available for this weekend? (laughs) Typical Kyle. I don't think that's possible. He's not even going to put his man in that position. No. Garoppolo's not playing. He's not playing any, any anytime soon, guys. So this is all about Brock Purdy, and if Purdy can get him over the top. Now, I said it earlier when Chuck was on, Mike. I, I, this is the end of the road for me. I don't think Purdy mm. gets past this test with the Eagles. Um, but as far as Tom Brady is concerned, that was him on his podcast. Let's go. And mm. that's what he had to say about his immediate plans. It was funny. We played a soundbite earlier today. Joe Namath talking about Aaron Rodgers should come to the Jets. And, they, and as Chris pointed out, maybe this is the time that you say, yeah, let's, for, let's do the Rams playbook, screw a couple of first-round picks, and go because you've got a really good package there. You just got to get the quarterback right. And then, ironically, Aaron Rodgers would, f- would totally follow the Brett Favre playbook. Yeah. I, 
And that he, was just, and by the way, that was just Joe Namath spouting off. And a lot of people said, hey, it makes sense. It does make sense. But, but Joe Namath, uh, Aaron Rodgers has got to agree to this. And the Packers have to say, yes, we agree. Because he's still got so much money left on his deal. I think it's $110 million left on the deal. Man. Can Packer Nation, and Squid, I forget, who's the, who's the GM for the Packers? Can Packer Nation. Kudakinst. Good, good, because I was screwed. I was say Ted Thompson. That was the old guy. But you can can you turn to your fan base and say, look, guys, two trips to the NFC Championship divisional, then no playoffs, and we've got to reset. And then and, and they can you're going to sell that to well, Jordan, and, and you go and get another quarterback because you drafted Jordan Love. He didn't. No one even knows what he is. Part of this is Mike. They have to pick up that fifth year option on Jordan Love, and it's going to be twenty million bucks. <laughs> so you're telling me they're going to spend fifty million on Aaron, and they're going to pick up the option for twenty million. So basically, you're going to have these two quarterbacks on the same team in twenty twenty four. It's not happening. Yeah, you got to get somebody off the books. Yeah, yes. yeah. So that's the issue. And but again, Aaron has to sign off on it. We can play that soundbite because Joe Namath. Mm. I, I do agree with this if you're a Jets fan because I don't feel like they're that far away. I feel like quarterback play is the reason why they're not in the playoffs. They got good weapons. Now you can add another skill position player, but they got some weapons now. Here's Joe Namath. There's another thing that's coming to light here, and I, I hope it can come true, but it's far-fetched. I know uh, Mr. Johnson's trying to get a quarterback, and if there's a way he could get uh, Rodgers, and I'm a big Rodgers fan, and uh, I noticed that he wears number 12, of course. Uh-oh. Ooh. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. So does Tom well, Brady, thinking, too. Well, man, if we get him on our side, is he still going to be wearing number 12 mm. because the number was retired many years ago? And, but, Joe, that would be on you. And, of course. And, oh, yeah, well, and? This is what I'm saying. It's on ownership, and it's different ownership. It's different people. And I'm sure, like, uh, Rogers, if he's there, yeah, I want him to wear his number, man. You, you know, do. We, yeah. we established ourselves, and we got to – uh, a real respect for our numbers, and Aaron Rodgers, God Almighty, yeah, it, it'd be great to have him in New York. I still love Joe Namath. I do too. And people are already texting, oh, he sounds like he's buzzed. I don't care. He's having fun. <laughs> he's 79, guys. Yeah, come on. Let the man enjoy himself. He's 79. Right but, but that's courtesy of WFAN, and I agree with him. If you can upgrade, they should. Right. I, that's if Rogers, I'm the Jets. And if you're Aaron Rodgers, it always sounds like he's always doesn't sound like he's always one step out the door anyway, or the way he does the whole yeah. it's amazing. The same stuff Brett Favre says he says, just in a more hippy dippy way. Aaron Rodgers style. Hey gamblers, as predicted by Dukes and Bell, the Bengals are now a one and a half point favorite on the road in Arrowhead. And I like him. I like him. I, I Mike, the the we can talk about the Mahomes thing. We will not know until kickoff. But I do think that is why this this number has shifted. All right, we're coming back. Top three at six is on the way, guys. The most important story of the day as well in the 6 o'clock hour. Stay right there. It's Dukes and Bell. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 